question for Jesse. I think I want to buy a grill and you're always posting those those grill pics on Instagram so I was curious if you had any grill buying tips or a recommendation for a brand of grill. Um, open to start grilling and posting grill pics on my own Instagram as well so thank you. Hey everybody, welcome to YKS. It's grilling season still, I think. Mike, what do you think? Sure, whatever. Whatever? Whatever, that, I don't grill. What do, you want, what do you want from me? I don't know, I don't know. My, how about a yes or no? I can't wait for fall, JF. The fall season to come uh, swinging through. Why? Uh, Why? Why? You know why? Because uh, it's it's like a Halloween type nice season, dumbass. That's the best season to have. Okay, whatever. How's that work for you? Whatever. <laughs> you know, like, what's your favorite season? It is fucking fall, but you forced me into this That's r- oppositional yeah. <laughs> defiance thing where I have to say I don't think it's as good, even though it's clearly the best. Put, slap a Jean J on, crunch some leaves with your feet. Come on. Yeah. It's... It is hard to be, and there is the, so Easter is, Easter is the Halloween of spring, right? Yeah. And it's the Lord's, it's kind of a holy, so don't, I wouldn't compare it to. And it's not nearly as good. Maybe, That's the problem. Maybe the opposite. Maybe the opposite, because Halloween is the time to worship the devil. Right. And his unholy grace, as we do. Sure. Um, And uh, Easter is when you. Hey, that's messed up, huh? That guy gets uh, two holidays, the Lord. You got the Christmas one, and then he gets, like, Easter, too. I want to say there's more than that, isn't there? Probably. Good Friday, another one? Uh, Flag Day. He had a bunch of flags. This guy's, like, you know? He's really, yeah, he's really eating it up. Um, I think, I do think that, yes, Easter is the, Easter is the Halloween of spring, they are. You're right. They are diametrically opposed, but you can't have one without the other. Really, it's yin and yang, right? Yeah, it's yin and yang. So Halloween candy, a little creepy. It's cool outside. Go over to spring candy. It's yeah. it's like not creepy at all. It's like very corny actually, and it's like kind of warmish, which is the opposite of cool. I think right. I might have to disagree with you because I think. Fourth of July would be the the opposite to, you know. Fourth of July is the opposite of Halloween in your mind, maybe because you think the USA fights the forces of the devil. <laughs> That's what you imagine. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of a neat we're idea. We're stomping out. We're stomping out evil all over the world, and uh, everybody thanks us for it. 
I think actually we are closer to stomping out the type of evil that exists during Halloween than we are any other evil. I think we actually are closer to like stomping out Draculas and like bloody ducks or like what I don't know what the I haven't been out I haven't seen the costumes in a while. My job has been for the last several Halloweens, my job has been to stay at home and put Alien on the TV and then like monitor the candy bowl and if it gets like a quarter of the way until it's done i'm like okay i'm shutting the porch light off i'm i'm done i'm throwing in the towel on this and this is for me and this is for dad this is daddy's daddy's uh what did we say last time daddy's share daddy's toll I forget what did we something like that I forget it was it was one episode ago yeah it'll endure i, mean, I think. think um but of course all the stuff at the bottom will be the bad stuff it'll be the laffy taffy which i still have but here's the thing. The specialized Halloween candy is better than the specialized Easter candy. The specialized Easter candy actually sucks. Yeah. Yeah, the Easter stuff is like, hey, we got like a do a new color of peep. Ugh. It's like nobody nobody wanted that. Nobody's asking for that. You guys are just doing this. Yeah. Have you had a peep that you've liked? I'm actually I'm I'm curious whether you you like peeps. Never in my life, never in my entire life have I ever had a peep. And you know what? I keep going back thinking maybe yes. this time. And that's how they get me, you know. Because your tastes do change, right? So I think it's conceivable that one day I will wake up and put a peep in my mouth and enjoy it. And of course that's when I reach for the nine mil as well. Right? <laughs> you're you're already on the It's over. On the bed, you know. <laughs> That's where I eat my peeps, yeah. Um, but one of the, you know, I love my kids. I love them around Halloween. I love them around the holidays, eating candy, having a big time. Kids love it. That's the only time he loves his kids. Other than that, they can be kind of a little bit, you know, like, eh. Um, But I do, I can remember this so clearly. I can remember my kids trying a peep. I don't even remember when it was, but I just remember this feeling of pride and connection with them. When they were like, oh, we want to try the peeps. They look really good. And I was like, I'm just telling you in advance, they're not good. They're like they're like marshmallow yeah. and they have some sugar on the outside, but it doesn't taste. It actually doesn't taste like anything. It's a waste of time and you're not going to enjoy it. Yeah. They're like, no, 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 you know, I want to try, I want to try. And I was like, all right, baby, here we go. Here's the peep. And they take a bite and they put it in their mouth. And they're like, this is not. Yeah, this is, doesn't taste like. This is nothing. Tastes like drywall. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I know, I love you. Come here, you know. <laughs> wow, really? A hug, Dad? You know, and it's so, you know, so it's kind of bonding. That's why I like peeps, <laughs> I guess, because it's bonding for the family. Um, but it's not quite that season that's yet. You, and that's your favorite grill? What the <laughs> hell? Wait a minute. Uh, did we go off the rails on a podcast? Yeah. I just did this whole bit where I derailed the entire conversation. Then insane you at the end. Insane. Um. But grills, I was I I did grill today. Can I tell you what I grilled today, Mike? Yeah. Don't thank you for I not guess. saying what I oh, you said I guess. Okay. I thought maybe we were gonna get away from you saying whatever in like a disinterested fashion yeah. to the conversation topic I'm I'm sort of trying to push. But we got an I guess, and that's pretty good. I did the I did the beer can chicken on the grill today. Now did you say are you saying are you saying uh Beer can in a like a Jamaican, are you saying bacon in a Jamaican uh, <laughs> accent? Fuck! Now I can't remember say that. beer can remember without remember that thinking I'm Adrian Brody. Yeah. So what is a beer beer can chicken? You put it up the rump of the damn animal. Yeah, it's really um, 
it's actually pretty gruesome and it's not respectful of the animal at all. <laughs> okay. Um my word. But uh what I do that what I do the the beer that I, the only beer that I had is I had a Michelob Ultra in the pantry from like 2 years ago probably at this point. Yeah. And you know when I was sliding the chicken you know opening up the orifice of the chicken getting my fist in there and pulling out all of its gunk and brains and then sliding it onto the can, I thought, you know what? This is actually better because it's not as wide. I think this is actually yeah. more respectful to put the thin, because the Michelob Ultra is a thin style. First of all, 2.5 grams of carbs, okay? And second of all, <laughs> it's a nice thin can that can kind of insert yeah. into I the hole. I probably appreciated that as opposed to like a, like a tall boy of something, you know? Yeah, or like a fucking Foster's. Yeah, I mean, imagine the chicken's asshole that I would have to have to, to fucking suck up a Foster's. <laughs> I mean, holy cow, one of those big uh, Sapporo cans that are like aircraft-grade aluminum that you stick in. You know, yeah. I can't have that. This is just a nice little thin... You're at the you're at the butcher, like, picking out the chick. Can I get the <laughs> one with the largest asshole? I don't want to inconvenience him by shoving it up. His... I think when I... When I slid the chicken on, I could kind of hear it go, oh. Like, I kind of... <laughs> yeah, like, you hit the, oh. you hit the prostate, kind of stimulated it. Oh, okay. That's disgusting. Yeah. This is a nasty conversation. Yeah, that's not good. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. Don't don't email. Don't email about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it out on that guy. <laughs> um, but the, the I'll tell you what. I got the grill. I got the Weber Spirit 2 grill. Very good grill. Could you get a cheaper grill? Absolutely. Could you get a more expensive grill? Yeah, you could if you're crazy. But this has got everything you need. It's well it's well built. It's well put together. My caution to you is don't store things underneath it. I read that in the manual. That's one thing. I, I'm scared of fires, and I don't want people to store stuff under there. And you know what I mean? Because you can kind of get the idea like, oh, I'll put my extra yeah. fucking whatever. I'll put... Oh, nice. All my papers on here. I put my tax documents, my birth certificates, right. social security cards for the family. Put it right here under this grill. Yeah, I'll leave my unsigned will right here, and I'll come back. To, I'm gonna come back to it. But right now, I got to run through about 16 chicken breasts. <laughs> um, but I really like the grill. I got it in red. Looks real cute sitting up there on the deck. That's a that's a nice way to go. And I have a charcoal one as well. That's nice, you know. But charcoal is just so it's so fussy, you know. Mr. Two Grills. Mr. Two Grills, yeah. Mr. Two, Mr. Two Grills. But I put it on indirect heat today, you know, hour and a half on there, got it up to 165 degrees. Mwah. I mean, that thing is moist. That bird was so moist. Yeah. Talk about a wet-ass pussy. It should, it should be, be wet-ass. It should be wet-ass poultry. You know, I wanna, yeah. I want to get, get into, like, uh, um... Dehydrating stuff. Oh, so I'm making it hydrated. You're making it dehydrated. Yeah, I gotta dry. I gotta dry one. You gotta dry it out. I gotta dry. Dry a. I gotta dry ap. What do you want to? What do you um, want to dehydrate? Like fruit mainly, right? I'd love to learn how to make like jerky or something or fruit. Yeah, the apple chips. If I could, if I could get high on my own supply of apple chips. Yes. Never have to pay a dime to the uh, big big chip. <laughs> Do you think you can do it at an at an economy of scale that makes sense, or is it? It's just know. a project, too, basically. See, see, I'm too stupid to figure that part out. Right. But once I once I crack that nut, dude, it's 
over for those hoes. <laughs> it is over paying five dollars for is that how much it costs a bet that's expensive because i know yeah, beef like jerky is really really expensive yeah i saw one time on good eats a long time ago out and brown had this rig set up where he put a bunch of he strapped a bunch of box fans together to dry out some beef jerky and maybe you could go that route just yeah. get a bunch of box fans i gotta give you this box fan here i'll bring you this box fan but it's gonna get beef juice Let me all see over it. it let's see it here we go. The, we, got the La- we got the Lasco box fan. How many inches is that? That's got to be at least 22. That's 24. That seems like an awesome guess. It doesn't say on the label here. It's got a lot of warnings, and I will leave those on for you so that you know <laughs> how to use it. Uh, do not use this fan in areas where flammable vapors are present, gasoline, solvents, all that other kind of stuff. So I'll leave that on there. <laughs> don't, don't want you to be caught unawares with the Lasco fan situation um uh, but uh yeah the beer can chicken was good man threw some green beans on there oh green beans they're so healthy for you you know <laughs> you know uh i was talking to a, uh, my aunt the other day mm-hmm. called me out of the blue yeah just a psycho thing to do never called someone out of the blue that is a little don't, that, don't just that's scary, right? Me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, mm, don't really want to talk. Yeah, but uh, maybe somebody in my family is dead, so uh, picked it up. But she was talking about, she was reminding me about my uh, family was uh, big into like canning and stuff because they're all hillbillies. Yes, I was like, that'd be nice, huh? If you could do that to to scale, I guess people do that all the time. I think people I'm too do that all the to time. Figure yeah. it out. Well, here's the problem: is if Wait. you fucking can your shit wrong. You'll get botulism. So there actually yeah, is like a risk. I read that. I read that as well. <laughs> I can remember that. I can remember going down in my and grandmother's uh, basement and there would be jar upon jar upon jar of green beans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, I'm not eating this shit. I'd be the dude to get botulism for sure. From from trying to be a little thrifty with my beans. <laughs> <laughs> I need to save I need to save nine dollars a month. <laughs> Or whatever. Wow, you're eating a lot of. Okay, actually, this might be worth it for you. I didn't realize you had like. Yeah, a, <laughs> I mean that's a. I, a lot of, I eat a lot of beans. Canceling Netflix to afford your bean subscription. Mike, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's give an update on an old Kickstarter. We did this a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. What if? Yeah, McClunky. <laughs> McClunky, yes, and in fact. These guys have a little bit of experience in the Star Wars world as well. Seth MacFarlane, uh, we're doing the project Flying to Seth MacFarlane. Of course, Family Guy famously did the entire original trilogy. Skewered, skewered the series. Skewered the series with their their sardonic wit, their cutting. uh, I mean, these guys, Seth MacFarlane and co. Yes. If you haven't seen Family Guy, been living under a rock? Yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen Family Guy, I like to think you've heard some of it just through the show. Um, a lot of times we'll do impressions of the characters and stuff like that, so... Um, oh my god. Right. Oh my god. Yeah, so that's, of course, that is... Which one is that? Mm. That's Brian, I believe. Okay. Like, I um, like I have a Lois that I do, oftentimes. Yeah, So it. And it's mostly, like... Mostly when I do Lois, it's like reading the news because she doesn't ever like read the news in the show. 
So I thought it would be funny if I had a Lois that read the news, right? So let me just, hang on. Let me go to news.google. I, 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 I kind of have Lois. My Lois is kind of, it's kind of like a mix between the character itself of Lois that Seth does. Yeah. Is kind of a mix of, you, you can hear hints of uh, uh, Marge Simpson in it. Mm-hmm. Sure. And that's, that's why he does such a good job doing. Right. Cause he grew up on it pulling, just like we all off. did. Yeah. You know, we all grew up on that. So like Marge would read Lisa the news. Art. Um, uh, no, not Marge. Sorry. Lo- Marge never read the news. Lois will be reading the news and, sh- and she'll be like, uh, <clears throat> Hey Peter, the last two episodes of green acres aren't really episodes of green acres. It's from me. TV.com yesterday. Something. <clears throat> Something like that. Um, Very. You can hear Marge in that plain as day if you listen for it. Right. So you have to listen for it. But the overwhelming character is that it. is that Rhode Island, right? You know, it's like, wow, I'm really back in there in Quayhog. You know, I'm really there. Um, so Seth MacFarlane, actually, I do. Th- the, the, the Star Wars episodes are funny. They're funny, Mike. I think you would find them funny, too. If you watched them, I think you would say, that's funny, and they point out some funny stuff about Star Wars, the movies I love so much. Okay, okay. Do you want to come over they, and watch see, them? See, here's the thing, here's the thing about uh, what they do. They they say, yes, we're making fun of it, but no, we don't. We're not mean. This isn't mean. We love it so much. Yeah. And that's the only, that's why it's so funny, because, so. And we do that, too. Right? I mean, I think that's... You know, we look at these stuff. Yeah. Like, it was like board game. It's like we do a game on the politics, and we're like, okay. I mean, that's really stupid. You know, yeah. that's that's stupid. You're an idiot. But it's like at the but same deep time, down, I mean, I'd love to crack a brew and play it with you. You know, hell yeah, toss me the rock. <laughs> we're all at a big party. <laughs> Flying to Seth McFarland. I need flying lessons to make a unique cross-country trek to find Seth MacFarlane and conquer Hollywood. This guy uh, wanted to track down Seth MacFarlane and give him a script, right? Mm-hmm. That's what his whole deal was. Yeah, that seemed to be the deal. We did this a long, long time ago. Hey, in a galaxy far, far away. What if we did? Um, <laughs> episode 20, we did this. Um, ended up with 5,600 to 40K. So obviously this didn't happen. Is this guy still watching Family Guy? Is he still flying? You know, I don't know. I I hope he is. I hope he's doing well. He's in Springfield, Massachusetts. It's not that far from Quahog. Of course, that's not where Seth MacFarlane lives. He probably, I'm guessing he lives in a massive mansion in the Hollywood Hills somewhere, would be my guess. Seth? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Seth. For sure. Yeah. Um... This is this is kind of cool. This is the kind of stuff that I miss being on a Kickstarter. I have to admit, as I looked at the slate of stuff we were set to talk about today, which there's definitely a theme to a lot of it, I do miss the really weirdo guys like this who I mean, imagine if imagine if this actually happened. If this guy actually did get $40,000 yeah to f- to fly to Seth MacFarlane and film a documentary be, on the process. It would be without hyperbole, without using hyperbole, it would be the biggest news story of all time. No exaggeration. Okay, now you're saying that in 2020. We've had some pretty big news stories here in 2020, Mike, right? but you're you're placing this up there. This is in the upper echelon with those. I think it would be on the 
front page of every major newspaper in the country. Right. Right. So like, and, and maybe even we would get to the point, it's hard to imagine this, maybe we'd even get to the point where we were joking about it. So we would go on, we would go on there and we would post like, <laughs> oh, great. There's a Nazi about to take office. Uh, the whole world is on fire. And this guy flew to meet Seth MacFarlane. I guess I'm, you know, I'm ready, St. Peter. Take me away. Uh, <laughs> this is the guy who wrote the time travel experiment, JF. Oh, okay. The story about the time traveling drunk who comes to ensure that the creator of time travel stays on course. And the result is anything but. Now, I'm... I'm uh, a little bit out of my mind here, but uh, did that sentence make sense at all? A time-traveling drunk... Yeah. A time-traveling drunk comes to ensure that the creator of time travel stays on course, and the result is anything but... Okay, so they... There's, I think there's maybe just an idea missing. I think there's just maybe just a clause in the sentence that just got dropped, but I think if that were in there, yes, it would have held together very well. The reluctant subject needs to be convinced, and that leads him on a wild adventure through time, self-discovery, and a new understanding of his own past. Um, I think I'm going to buy this book. <laughs> I think I'm going to check it out. That's a book? It's his book that he wrote. Okay. So he wrote a, he wrote a book. Um, that sounds like it could be good. Um did we? Uh, it's I don't I don't remember if we've watched this video, but can we watch a little bit of it now? Yeah, let's let's check out. And he's it's he appears to really be flying the plane. I mean, so that's kind of cool. So he's. he's he wanted he wanted money for uh, flying lessons. Well, he says he already took flying lessons, but the money's for the documentary mostly. But I would be shocked if he didn't oh, brush up on fuck his this filming. Shit. <laughs> I mean, you've, the All song right, is good. I'm back. To, I'm okay. I'm back to hating this project now, though. Hang on, I think he's about to talk. No, he's not. Well, this is from some a series of questionably linked clips from I mean is this even the right project I don't know buddy what? and now with their latest <laughs> and most okay so they're just now getting to the documentary Michael he gets a the pilot's license flies across America in a small plane okay utilizing his unique humor in order to help him get to Hollywood Okay. And then we're just back in the song, I guess. Okay. So I guess I don't I don't understand what's going on. Just filming a guy walking around and the Seth MacFarlane thing appears to be completely unreal. I would be surprised if he had even seen the Star Wars Family Guy episodes. Um Blue Harvest, something something Blue something Harvest. dark side. Oh my god. You really do know those. And I forget what the Return of the Jedi one is, but yeah, they're funny. <laughs> Anyways, so hopefully that guy's doing okay. Uh, Mike, that was the update on the old Kickstarter. Let's take a break. We'll come back with more YKS in just a minute.
Hey everybody, it's Tim Heidecker. You know me, Tim and Eric, Bridesmaids and uh, Fantastic Four. I'd like to personally invite you to listen to Office Hours Live with me and my co-hosts, DJ Doug Pound. Hello. And Vic Berger. Howdy. Call ourselves the Holy Trinity because why not? Every week we bring you laughs, fun, games, and lots of other surprises. It's live. We take your Zoom calls. We take people from all over the world. And we have uh, incredible guests uh, from the world of music and comedy, uh, politics, activism, you name it. Music. We love having fun. Excuse me? Songs. Vic said something. Music. Songs. Music. We make up songs. Um, I love to laugh. I love to have fun. All the best. I like having fun. I like to laugh. I like to meet people who can make me laugh. Please subscribe. No. Winning season returns at my bookie, Mike, and that's because they're sponsoring this week's episode of YKS. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means insane props, epic bonuses, and the craziest cross-sport wagers. At MyBookie, winning season means watching live sports and betting live sports all season long. Mike, you got to know this stuff about MyBookie by now, right? <laughs> Pick up a book, yeah. my friend. Uh, hey, JF, rejoice. The NFL, this is me talking, me and you having a natural conversation. The NFL has returned, and that means action-packed Sundays and huge cash prizes. Well, can I can I say something that's actually not written here that I want people to know about? And I think my bookie would want them to know about this, too. Okay. Yeah. The NFL action is not just on Sundays anymore, okay? We're talking Thursday night. We're talking Monday night. <laughs> Perhaps later in the season, haven't looked at the schedule, there may even be Saturday night games coming. I don't know. But they do it all the time now. This ain't your granddaddy's week of football, okay? We're talking three, possibly four days a week full of the gridiron action, and you can bet on it. You can be out there gambling on it every day of the week, basically. Pretty much at my bookie. You can do that, okay? Get in on the action. Doesn't matter what day of the week it is. Use promo code YKS, double that first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, which is designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Could it get any more exciting? My bookie says maybe they got their guys in the lab working overtime to make betting on sports even more exciting than it already is, okay? Now, bet with the best this NFL season for your chance to win big. Use promo code YKS and double that first deposit. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. Back. Time to do six Kickstarters. Hope you're ready for them because we're ready. Right, Mike? Whatever. Okay. Um, Mike, I'm going to give you a second to sit on some of that energy and calm down. It's kind of off-putting. I am going to take the lead here and I'm going to say, let's talk about the Nuventi Active Mask patent pending. Oh! <laughs> Let's change the way we mask. Nuventi Active Mask is an innovative mask that combines comfort and clean air via its unique design and active components. Now, this is what I was talking about when I said there's a theme 
to the show. It seems like we're going to have a lot of mask projects over the next couple of years. Is that just is that just going to be yeah, what it is? You're yeah. going to flip this on. There's going to be masks on here. I guess, man. I was thinking. I was thinking watching this thing, man. Like this is living some fucking uh, Verhoeven fucking shit. This is yeah. some. Fu- I mean, this is this is crazy, dude. It is surreal. This is the type of mask that goes. That's the clear plastic mask that goes way over the face. It's got the headband style attachment that has apparently, if if they are to be believed, uh, like active filters in it. And then below, it's got some. Like you can get some different colors on it, some kind of like mesh or other fabric that can go like underneath to kind of seal underneath off the bottom the chin, part. Yeah, which yeah. I'll admit has been, I think, maybe one of the failure points of a lot of these face shields is that it does just leave this part underneath open. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I think at this point I have approximately the same amount of knowledge that every other dumbass has, which is, uh, it seems to be in the air. Um, yeah, that much, that much. I think after hearing those tapes and stuff that were released, I think that we can probably feel confident about. You know, right. isn't that isn't that crazy? Like, <laughs> that's cool. That whole thing was interesting. Yeah. Just another thing to chew up and spit out and move on to the next thing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, Not too worried whatever. about it. Um, so this one does have the filters on there. It it has medical grade filters. I don't I don't believe it has N95 filters scrolling through the comments here. Is that necessary? I don't know. I'm wearing a cloth face mask when I go out. I guess that's probably not N95 either. So <laughs> I don't, we don't, I don't even know what it is. Yeah, I you know, I don't I don't feel qualified to say that that's not a good filter type to have in a mask. But it is funny that these things have have evolved to this uh to this point here the way that it looks. Um it looks like the sh- the face shield uh that the gal who was in the news for about a year because she was dating Donald Sterling. Uh, if you remember that, Mike, uh she was wearing that big face mask. I don't remember that. What was she wearing that for? Uh, she was wearing the the mask. Uh, uh, V. Stiviano. That's what it was. Because he had old guy breath. She didn't want to smell it. She was trying to keep as much old guy breath as she could on the outside of the mask. Um, but if you search V. Stiviano, oh yeah, on, let me just t- let me just toss that in. How the hell do you spell that? V. Just v- do your best. Sound it out. Viano. Oh no. V Stiv Viano Visor. You can do okay. Visor. V V Stiviano. Why didn't you say it that? Why didn't you say it that way instead of okay. V Stiviano or whatever the hell you I said? I thought I said it that way, but okay. You said something crazy. Okay. Hold on. Well, Hold you can on. see her. You can okay. You Mask. can see her visor. Um, What's and it was about? like it's a face shield, but it was it's I believe it was designed to keep the paparazzi from snapping her picture because it would just it would just project like this weird prismatic image yeah. back to them if i'm not mistaken interview with the mystery woman okay yeah let me get this fucking racial fire yeah let me get this autoplay video from <laughs> six years ago to start playing when i click on the are you fucking shitting me um she says she says okay this is what she said at the time um 
She told Barbara Walters in an exclusive interview that she wore a visor to cover her face because it made it easier to, quote, mask the pain. Um, <laughs> I'm hurting. I'm in pain. It hurts to see someone that you care about hurting. It hurts to see people speculate, assume, say, throw darts at you when they don't know you, when they don't know your story, when they don't know the truth, all based on hearsay and assumptions. It hurts. It's easier to mask the pain. Uh, this was about the time that the tape of Sterling uh, being a nasty old racist uh, came out um, oh, and he had okay. to sell the team. So, I mean, it sounds like it sounds like she's both saying, I don't like that people are talking about me, which is fair. And also, I don't like that people are talking about my racist old boyfriend, uh, which is maybe less sympathetic. I, I don't know if I feel the same way about that, but I think if you're going to be trotted out to Barbara Walters, you kind of got to... Man, he you know, was probably her. getting his uh, penis sucked and stuff, huh? Well, I mean, we know for a fact Donald Sterling loves to get his penis sucked, um, famously, in, that, uh, in his testimony, right? This old worm. Got the old worm out, getting it sucked on. You know about the testimony, right? That's the guy who said, "Do you remember this?" I remember. I remember. Uh, yeah, that screenshot. <laughs> it's very good. If you haven't, if you haven't read this, <laughs> I will. Uh, if you haven't read this, I'll read it. It says, uh, "This is an answer he's giving um, in a deposition about let's see a lawsuit that he that he had against a former mistress." Okay. Um, and he says, uh, well, I fool around sometimes. I do. When a girl seduces me and tells me all of these hot stories and dirty things and tells me how much she wants to suck on me and takes my shoes off and licks my feet and touches me. When I'm in a limousine, she takes all of her clothes. The limo driver said, what is going on? And she started sucking me on the way to Mr. Coon's house. And I thank her. I thank her for making me feel good. Uh, sir, the question was, is this your handwriting? It's an absolutely classic. <laughs> that's so fucking good. It's so good when like a rich guy steps on his own dick. That's so funny, man. Yes. That's the best feeling. It is. It would be cool if it didn't come along with all of the other stuff that we know <laughs> that it happens to come along yeah, with. Yeah, well. If we could just enjoy that in a vacuum, it would be a lot better. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. You gotta take the wins where you can get them. Um, the Nuventi Active Mask, uh, it says it does have a lot of comfort, which I think is supposed to be comfort, but you're gonna be comforted pretty good uh, if you wear this thing, and it's using intelligence to clean the air. Um, these these visors, this is, okay. In a general sense, I think it is funny that the visors and face masks are gonna become the predominant project on Kickstarter when yeah. it's clear even now that people are just done wearing them. <laughs> so, you know, all the, the, the people, the only people who made out on this shit are the ones who did those little, uh, copper key things that you could use to like open a door and they ship yep. those like six weeks yep. ago, you know, those are the only people making money off of this shit because nobody's wearing a fucking mask. You just walk around. They're not, your face shields are not becoming the next big thing. Do I wish that they would? Maybe. I guess it would be okay. I guess I could deal with a bunch of dumbasses making a little bit of money if I knew that people would wear their stupid face masks and they actually worked. I guess that would make me feel on balance. I guess that would be better. But the reality is, is they're going to have warehouses full of uh, 
Nuventi active mass, assuming they ever get produced. Yeah. These are, um, these are I mean, a dime a dozen, just like, uh, it's the new hot thing. What do you think about the looks of it? Do you think it looks better than the ones we've seen? Uh, I mean, it it would be it would be it would be fine at home in like a medical situation, but not for this. This is this this like the the photos show it like uh, I guess these two business ladies. <laughs> One lady is like pointing at something. It's a fucking right. bird. Look at that fucking bird. <laughs> See the size of that fucking bird up there? Pointing they're on up. business, so they're checking out the birds to make sure it's okay to do business. Yeah. <laughs> then they have to shoot the birds away. So that looks stupid, right? But it does. Uh, in like a medical scenario, I think it would look Yeah, but obviously in a medical scenario, stupid. those people have actual... Yeah, so... They're not getting their stuff from... So there's really no application for this. Really no, yeah. But it does um, have these little cute uh, different colors and stuff on it. That's true. Here's what I think about this one. The other ones that we have seen... Look like some shit that you did in your garage lab. Like you just whipped up a bunch of crap and you had like a 3D printer or whatever. That is what the other ones have looked like. What this one looks like to me is the sharper images take on masks. And or like I'm not saying bab, that's good. Like a background extra is wearing it in the Blue Harvest freaking <laughs> uh, from, uh, yeah, you know, family guy. That's it. I think uh, I think it's the Return of the Jedi parody that they do, where the guys, you know, the guys who are wearing the the big long helmets in the uh, in the second Death Star's like operations chamber. Uh huh. They uh, they have a funny joke where the I think where Darth Vader Darth Vader played by Stewie, uh, he walks in and he's like, "Hey, hey, have you seen I'm the?" All, uh, I'm laughing already because so, hey, have you have you seen the? Has anyone seen the snow shovels around here? And then. <laughs> The other guys are like, uh, nope, nope, not right here. And they got the, because of their helmet, the way their helmets look, they kind of look like That is too much. And that was the Venti Active Mask, you guys. Is it okay with you if I say how much it made, or are, are you just going to fucking sweep me off like the Go fucking ahead. Showtime at the Apollo over here? Am I, all am I, oh, am I out of time? You giving me the fucking light? $77,352 pledged of $20,000. 200 backers, 40 days to go. What makes this so attractive to people? I have no idea. So, you got me. The Nuventi team is the one. They have, their official name has an underscore in it. You can make your username literally whatever you want on Kickstarter, and they went with the <laughs> underscore. So, uh, just keep that in mind. A lot of the people in the comments are saying uh, uh, this sucks already, and that's a good what's sign. Up, what's when up you with the underscore? Yeah. Yeah. Could you guys not get the real thing? I'm the new Venti team. Would you like to buy it off of me? That you know that kind of stuff in the comments. So that's never good. Anyways, Mike, what do you got? Uh, let's see what I got here. I got something called. I got something called November ninth, twenty sixteen. One thousand cranes. A photo book. JF, this is a thousand photographs of a thousand origami cranes. Folded from the New York Times newspaper the day after the 2016 presidential election. Uh, this is a, like an art, art kind okay. of project, you know. Uh huh. That's interesting. I, you know, with the art ones, my I have a hard time with some of the art ones because I don't get art, you know, 
And also, it doesn't make sense to... I don't think it makes sense to uh, to criticize art from the point of view that we normally criticize a lot of stuff on here, which is uh, you, you'll never be able to make this uh, in a profitable way, which... Yeah. You know, I mean... That is what art is, so it's it's it may be silly to attack it through that lens. Or like, who is this for? I mean, if you said that about art, you'd be labeled an idiot, you know? Yeah. If you said that about, like, Blue Harvest or something, you'd be laughed at. Well, I mean, because it's, it's obvious who it's, who it's, it's for. It's for everybody. Anybody, everybody with... Everybody asterisk. And then you look down and it says, with a sense of... Who was born with a sense of humor. Right. Who, was born, who has a funny bone. I mean, not everybody does. A lot of people do though, and that's why it works so well. But I don't know. So I so I hesitate to say, you know, making little origami cranes out of the New York Times is uh corny, um, and a thousand is is meaningless and, and this guy talking about his feelings uh oh, through look. the New York Times is just a little bit much for me, but it's you know, it's art, so whatever. According to Japanese tradition. Okay. Anyone who folds 1,000 origami cranes, this is just off the top of the dome. I'm not reading a copy on this. This is just my my knowledge. I know you know a lot about the, the art of paper folding. <clears throat> yes, uh, papakura is what you're referring to, but yes. Right. Um, according to Japanese tradition, anyone who folds 1,000 origami cranes will be granted a wish in modern times. Folding 1,000 okay. cranes is something an individual or community would do. For good luck or for healing, so. Um, okay. Okay. I'm just I'm I'm looking at that and going okie doke. All right. Okay. You know the uh, the thing uh, from a little bit ago about the uh, the guy who went to the Airbnb and thought that it was uh, Satan because Man, there was, was so some good. cool art or whatever on there on the walls. Um. You know, at at first glance, obviously, I mean, this has been worked over to death at this point. But I'm just I'm I'm illustrating the similar feelings I had about it, which is, hey, at first glance, you know, this is pretty dumb. Um, and then you see <laughs> how passionate people are about saying, like, this is my religion, this is my beliefs, and you have to respect my beliefs or whatever. And at that point, yeah. I just go, okay, all right, okay, well, I'll be over here. Yeah, I gotta go do. I can't. You know, I mean, this is interesting to me. I, honestly, it's very interesting to me. I just can't actually continue yeah. to listen to you talk about it uh, for <laughs> reasons other than this. So I have to go. If you want to write down on a piece of paper all of your beliefs about the occult <laughs> and stuff and like luck and like the way the moon influences our behavior and stuff like that's cool. If you can just actually just write that down. Um. Anyway, so this is uh, this is a classic not for me. Sorry, uh, six thousand of twenty-one thousand dollars. But this is what is the money I mean, for on this one? To make a book of photographs uh-huh. of one thousand origami cranes. Okay, so. I mean, again, coffee table book almost falls into the category of like, how do you even criticize a coffee table book? Because you say, well, you're not even. How am I even going to read this? It's just, and then they just go, "Well, it's a coffee table book. You're not supposed to read it. You're supposed to buy it and put it there on the table there." So, <laughs> okay, I, you know, I don't know. That's fine, I guess. Yeah, that's I mean, some, what else are you going to put there? The remote. Classic. That's some classic stuff that happens. Buying books. And... <laughs> yeah, that's classic. I mean, it looks good. Yeah. You know what else do you want? It's nice, glossy. Oh, actually, 
You know, the ones that don't look good. I, we saw this. I know we talked about it, but we didn't say anything about it on here. The uh, And I'm going to forget now where it's from. Is it A24 that puts out the those art books of their movies? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah. They did the art books of like, uh, uh, of actually the satanic movie, right? The, the, the witch. Uh, yeah. The, the witch and then the other one as well, where they, uh, they sent out the books and then it's just all of the stuff was happening in the butt crack of the book. <laughs> That's that cool. was so good. They framed the shot right on the center, and you open it up, and all you see, you just see like white walls in the background, and then in the middle where all the action is, it's just folded down in the fucking crease. That's so funny. No one even looked at it. Um, yeah, that's a coffee table book for you right there. Well, uh, what about this video? Is this a good video to play? Um, too late. I already see. clicked it. Oh Hi. shit. My name is Brent Nakamoto. I'm an artist and photographer, and I'm here to talk to you about a project called November Ninth, Twenty Sixteen. 1,000 Cranes. This project is a series of 1,000 photographs of 1,000 origami cranes folded from the New York Times newspaper from the day after the 2016 presidential election. After the election, like so many other people, I found myself struggling with anger, fear, and anxiety. At the time, I had been practicing Zen meditation for about three years, and I was desperately seeking the stillness that I had found through meditation. I started folding these cranes first as a personal meditation, a way of keeping my mind focused and my hands busy, and to find some clarity amid everything else that was happening. According to Japanese tradition, anyone who... Alright. Can, can I do a punch up on this? Yeah. Let's hear what it. If you did, what if you did something that wasn't the fucking New York fucking times? Could that be something you did? Well, it's the day after the election, so it's uh, one of the most painful moments but you but what did history. the other papers not cover it <laughs> did they stop releasing papers everywhere else maybe he's hoping if for you're gonna the, do... maybe he's hoping for the write-up huh that's actually smart in that, and, and you know what in that case that actually is smart so i take it back <laughs> if you could get a fucking profile in the new york times people who are reading the new york times would absolutely love this they would love this man so i'm wrong i mean once again i'm wrong so enjoy it Whatever. Uh, that one earned of no. Just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. A Are thousand we... photographs. Is that going to be a thousand page book? Yeah. Well, damn. That's a big ass book, huh? I mean, I hope you get a big coffee table, bud. Probably yeah. don't in New York, <laughs> but a thousand pages. That's like a Bible. That's that's the Bible territory for sure. How many pages I, is the Bible? I'm looking it up. How many pages? Well, it depends on, you know, the print, pages. right? I mean, you can get the you get those it's, little mini, uh, you get the keychain version. It says 1200 pages though, so Okay. Not a dull one in the bunch either. <laughs> uh Mike, speaking of, you know what? Let's keep on the subject of Trump, old Trumpy Bear, I call him. Uh, let's keep on that topic. It's very fresh. We're all thinking about it all the time. Let's do one called the removal of Trump. Let's get him out of there. Hey. Let's get it. You know, let's get, get rid of this guy. I have an idea to remove Trump, and I don't know if everyone's going to like it, but I do have an idea. <laughs> oh, I think I like it. Okay, here it is. Are you ready? What you do Beep. is... Oh. You're going to actually say something. Uh, no, I want people to hear this. I want people to know, how do you get rid of... Because we need to get rid of him, right? Uh, yeah. Here's what I think we need to do with him. 
Here's what I think we need to do with old Trumpy Bear, okay? First of all, dress him up like a rabbit, okay? Get the <laughs> the rabbit ears, the little of a tail, the suit, the big yeah. feet, and maybe he's holding like a basket of eggs yeah, as well. He's got a carrot. Yeah, he's eating, no, one of he's eating a carrot. He's orange too, that's very funny. He's eating a carrot. And then you go to the store and you get a bottle of hair removal, hair remover. And then you pour it on him and watch the fireworks, buddy, because he's about to go downtown, okay? Uh, it's so stupid. Or whatever else, it doesn't matter. The removal of Trump, a documentary of Trump during his 2020 campaign, the protests, the rallies, the relationship with society, and the press. This is yet another documentary. People are very much in their documentary feelings right now. And I'm, I, I ain't mad at him for wanting to do a documentary because maybe one of them will be good at some point. Haven't seen one yet. That's good. But see that one where that guy ate all those burgers. <laughs> yeah, that one was good. It's been a while since I've seen that one. That one was good, though. <laughs> um, Actually, feels good, man. You said was good, right? Very good, man. Very good documentary. I, I want to watch. watch I, I would like to watch that. Get off, yeah. your, get off your duff and watch the okay. film. Okay. Get off my duff beer. Hey, Marge, can I have another duff beer? I bought a copy of Boys Club on eBay after watching it. Um, I always liked the comics and stuff, but I never had the money to spend on artwork stuff. Yeah. And cool stuff like that. And now I guess you want a cookie for <laughs> buying art, sounds like. <laughs> Man, I would um, love a cookie, huh? Okay, Dang. here we go. What cookie are you getting at the cookie store? Let's hear it, everybody. I'm getting chocolate chip. I got, I'm a classic chocolate chip type of guy, Jav. You're a basic bitch. You know That's it. what your problem is. <laughs> what about this? What about a snickerdoodle? Oh, oh! Peanut butter cookie, also good. Those are, those are dead simple to make, too. Can't go wrong there. The only flourish you need with the peanut butter cookie, if you ask me, is not doing the nice little dimples with the fork on the top. Toss some dimples on it, bro. Anybody can do that shit. The kids get involved. That's a hoot for everybody. And they come out of the oven. Oh, Dad, I forgot we made cookies. You know? I'm like, yeah. I didn't forget. <laughs> um... This project is a deeply emotional documentary of Trump's final campaign during the last 65 days for the election. The rallies and the crowd's reactions and responses, the news articles, the Twitters, the television anchors' opinions, in a sense, what America thinks of the concept of, quote-unquote, Trump. Oh, in addition, the emotional extremism of why Americans are so bent on the removal of the president from office and electing a new president. From an objective point of view, from everybody in society, their feelings of dislike, like, love, what makes people feel such hatred, and why? What about this particular campaign, the year of COVID, 2020, seems to be so emotionally violent and so much of a roller coaster. We are out to film and document for ourselves, blah, 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 really stupid. Um, what a dodo bird uh, you gotta be <laughs> to do this. And then you get to the video, and the video is from a fucking other world. <laughs> Look at this shit. My name is Lori. This is. I mean, record it. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be edgy, provocative, whatever when I say this, but it is true. There are ISIS captive videos <laughs> that have higher production quality. <laughs> 
been there. Dude, I, I don't... mean, they're, they're sincerely are. Have you seen some of their intros, dude? They're actually fucking <laughs> fairly dope. Yeah, there's graphics on screen. This, this, she's recording in like a the noisy. She's recording in like a subway. It sounds like. Yes, and looks like. She got out her kid's VTech laptop and and went to town on the fucking the webcam and shit. I mean, this is truly atrocious. Not and, really, not really inspiring for the final product here of the on the documentary right. tip. That's what I'm gonna say, man. If you're gonna fucking get on here and say I want to do a restaurant about the movie Cars and and then I want Nanny fifty grand, that's and your video sucks. You know what? I'm I'm gonna presume that you have a, you spend most of your time making some great Cars themed grub like uh. Diesel chocolate cupcakes. That's not a good one. Um, <laughs> what, what would be a good thing for a car, like Cars restaurant, like the movie Cars? Radiators. Yeah. Radiator spring rolls. Okay. I don't know if we're going to beat that, but did you have one? <laughs> yeah. Um, what about a uh, little, uh, like a, a wheel shaped uh, okay. piece of chicken? nugget okay maybe what i the one i said i think was maybe a little better how about how about mashed maters and gravy mater toe mater or fried green toe maters yeah that's pretty good actually this this concept could work uh the french fries they could be like windshield wipers or you could maybe do something with that yeah, Mike, that's really good. Um, so this is a documentary by a lady who can't uh, film an intro video, and it's all about Trump. Um, she goes on to say in this video, which I'm not going to subject you to, she goes on to say that she will spend time asking people why they love Trump so much, which I think would be really, really good if you if you had never heard any of that before because you folded up all of your New York Times uh, into the little paper cranes or something. I don't know where else you would get the information about what Trump voters think. Uh, but this this documentary hopes to provide it to you. So, for the low low price of what do you need here? One thousand dollars. You can be a camera person for a day, which actually sounds like a pretty labor intensive, grueling job with a high technical expertise needed. Um, <laughs> more more than she has. <laughs> yeah, seemingly. You can be the camera person for the day and come help me fix my fucking and Kickstarter video teach for one thousand dollars. How to do everything. Also, <laughs> yeah. If you want to write it down and leave it for me, I'll look over it. One dollar pledge of $10,000, one backer. 14 days to go. You can also, just for 10 bucks, you can submit your own footage to be included in the thing, which is strange. Um, and for 100 bucks, you can uh, get an interview. So that's pretty so cool. cool. So cool. Oh, Mike, look, I'm, you can't see this. I'm watching, uh, I'm watching, I've got the TV on in the background. I'm watching TV. I see our friend. Who else? The Spoon Man, Mike Mitchell. Uh, is this commercial on? And one of his commercials. Yes, he's the he's nice. Marcus. The uh, love that, love that. He's on the the crew, the line crew. That's awesome. Go, Mitch. It's your birthday. Get that. Secure the bag, Mitch. Absolutely. Don't fumble the bag, Mitch. Um. Anyways, that's the removal of best commercial I've seen this year. I love when my friends go to work for insurance companies. I love that shit. Same, um, and I'm and I'm open to offers from insurance companies as well. I want to put that out. I have yeah, not been same. called. I would sell my soul in a, in a second. Yeah, I mean, for, car insurance for scraps come on. for dog food. 
We all got cars. This is my pitch. Hey, we you we all got cars, right? Why not insure the damn sums of bitches? <laughs> hey, don't you hate getting into a, a fucking car accident? <laughs> so do we. But sometimes it happens and you need car you have to fix you need, it. Yeah. With money right. that they give you. Yup. Give Fuck us some it. of your money now. We'll give some back later, maybe, if you check all the right boxes. You could it could ha- <laughs> hey, it could happen. That's McDonald's. Um Removal of Trump. They didn't quite get there and we'll never get there. But that's that. Uh, what do you got? Um, sorry, I was reading a book. That's okay. That's, it's actually good to read books. I got Muffs, Muff Spenders. Muff Spenders. Now, um... Muff Spender! What was that? Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Muff Spender. Well, I actually, Mike, did you know this? I don't know if you heard this about Goldfinger. Gold is actually up to, I think, $2,000 an ounce. So Goldfinger has, he's sold his finger now. Oh my God. Times are tough, huh? Yeah. Even Goldfinger is he's, selling he's his, his finger. finger now. Yeah. He's lost a finger. So that's tough. Which is, kind of, a, which is kind of a rude nickname if you lost a finger to call someone finger. Don't do that. Yeah, well, he's he's had to he's had to change his name. He's had to change his name. Goes by Trent now. Yeah. <laughs> Muff yep. Spenders, two insulated drink pockets. These are suspenders for guys, JF. These are suspenders that, uh, for for uh, dads, for grads, for for lads. I mean, these are. Uh, oh wow! It hits all of them. Two insulated drink pockets, magnetic koozie, bottle opener, utility pocket, heavy duty clips, adjustable length straps. Now these is. This is a, uh, you'd wear this to, um, work, I guess. Is this real? Is this fucking real? Is this a joke? Are they joking me? This is weird. You know what? Sometimes it's hard to tell what is a joke and what is like, uh, what's called irony. It's hard to differentiate between the two a lot of times. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um... So it does seem to be an actual product, though. So they actually did make it. But what is the what is the purpose of it? Or actually, you know what? You can, I'll give it's, you I'll give you a choice. You yeah. can either tell me what the purpose is or why it's funny, and you have to do one or the other. So <laughs> the the purpose of it is to so you don't have to hold uh, two beers or three beers in your hands. You can uh, carry them around on your suspenders. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and, I guess I mean, you could do that. Yeah, so I mean, this is kind of cool, huh? You think like, it's cool? Comes in brown or black. But why would you? Is there a reason that you would need more than one beer? See, now this is this is a type of product, JF, where it would be it would be cool on like an old guy, if like a super old guy. Yeah. Um, like uh, Mer- uh, Burgess Meredith. He were okay. wearing this in Grumpier Old Men, or okay. or the previous film Grumpy Old Men, uh, or the third film Grumpiest Old Men. I don't know if there's a third one. I forget. But if he were wearing something like this, pounding beers, right. I would love it. Some guy Cause though, because it's funny. It's like oh, he like he spent a lot of time making sure that he could do this. Like this was a big deal for him to do. 
and it's actually important that we show him that we like that he did it. That's what you when when an old guy goes out of his way to do something like that, you have to be like, yeah, that is really cool. You have to reward his old ass. You but do I, have to because it meant so much to him to try. <laughs> but I think it would. I mean, I think Burgess Meredith would have worn something like a in that film. I think he would have worn something like a belt, or yeah. or a, a bandolier or something with beers in it. That would have been funny. I don't know about suspenders. I don't know. Suspenders. There's just not enough. I feel like there's just not enough fabric on suspenders. Like you see, not enough room. You're gonna carry two beers. All right, and then what? Then you gotta go back. That's not enough beers. Give me a backpack, and then you're just wearing a backpack. Then I'm just wearing a backpack. I, yeah. I mean, look at the, as an actual product, look at the thickness of the koozie versus the thickness of the suspender. Yeah. And if you, and, and then think about, think about this from the standpoint of, well, what am I trying to accomplish, right? Because the suspenders are to hold your pants up, but you're pulling your pants down with the beers. Because you're pulling the suspenders down, which pulls the pants down as well. But so, a, yeah. Wouldn't I rather have the functional suspenders and then the beer in the backpack or the hand? I don't know that I'm getting anything out of this. Other than a laugh and the respect of my peers. Other than a cheap laugh. Yeah. Well, how cheap is it? <laughs> um. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Sorry. I was reading their. I'm seeing, bio. I was reading their bio. They're they're called. They also made something called uh, muff waiters. No, these are muff waiters, aren't they? No. Oh, these are muff spenders. These are muff spenders. Oh, excuse me. Well, what are the muff waiters? Let me Those see. are boots that have beers in them, maybe. Yeah, they are. No, no, shut they up. They have like little uh, um, pockets on them. The but, boots uh, do? Yeah. What is that? I, I don't... So for 45 bucks, you get a pair of your own muff spenders. That 45, seems extremely 45 expensive. 45 bones to carry around two beers. I don't know, man. Not for me, you know? I'll just but carry, here's what they I'll want. just carry them around the old-fashioned way. Uh, Keister. <laughs> yeah, my asshole. <laughs> like the chicken from before. Uh, Michelob Ultras, please. You. This is what they really want here. I think this is what they want. They want the 10 times groomsman party pack for $420. So that's the business model there. Yeah. Yeah. You get If you get this in the best gag gifts for grooms, best bachelor party gifts 2020. Yeah. If you just fucking get on the right, on, if you get in men's health on that, I think out, you'll make a couple thousand dollars. Check out these badass dollars. stretch goal of... Uh... The yeah. they come in like a USA colors, American flag colors. Is that real? Yeah, it's real. Okay. <clears throat> if they raise thirty grand, they'll do the American flag version as well. You know, in kind of like a jokey way. Um. All right. Well, that's uh that's definitely for a certain type of guy. You can be this guy if you want. I don't know. I'm not gonna do it. $692 of 10,000 12 backers 27 days to go. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'll do I'll do I'll do my last one, Mike. I'll do my last one. It's trading spaces and places. No, this is not the highly anticipated sequel to Eddie Murphy's uh fantastic comedy. Yeah. 
from the 1980s probably yeah. I haven't seen it um this is uh this is actually about parking so I will play the video and it will do all of the explaining so I can kick back relax and crack open a Michelob Ultra from our friends at Michelob Brewing Company how many times have you driven around the block looking for a place to park only to find Two. it impossible to find a spot yeah maybe well worry no more with trading spaces you simply click the button that says you're looking for a place to park. We search for someone leaving their spot now or planning to leave shortly. When you accept the soon-to-be-vacated spot, Google Maps identifies your location, directs you to the space, and messages when you'll be arriving. When you arrive, your phone will vibrate to let you know that you found the right spot. If a spot is not available, you can choose to be alerted when one will be. Inviting your friends to download the app increases the chances of finding a spot when you need it. It's fun, and it's easy. Okay, let's talk about this for a second. Um, now, Mike, we live in a part of the world where parking spaces are not exactly at a premium like they are in some places. Um, not for, what was not your for experience? residential areas, yeah, but downtown it still sucks. That's true, if you go downtown, but there, I mean, there are garages aplenty, you just have to pay 20 bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not good, but I guess for me, as little as I go down there, and we'll go down there in the future even less, presumably. Um, what is uh, What was your experience in New York when it came to parking spaces? Was it something where this kind of thing would make sense to you? Oh, man, parking was so bad, you know, when I lived there, because I uh, drove my car there, you know, when I moved there, which is not something you should do. Right. For a long time, I was parking on the wrong side of the street and uh, not exactly getting it. Um, so I got a couple huh. I got a couple of tickets, you know, um, and I think I parked in a bus lane one time just fucking up left and right. But um, it sucks. You got to get up and wait for the street sweeper and then move the car. And... Sucks. Well, not so great. Because what will happen if you don't? It'll clean your car? Is that what it'll do? It'll, or it'll no, spit garbage get, on your you'll car? you'll get like a ticket. It sucked. Because they couldn't good. clean around your car. Yeah. Because they should be, they want to be steaming, they want to steam the side of the road that your car they is gotta on. They got to clean all right? of the uh, drug needles and rats carcasses off of the, okay. out of the gutter. And they can't do it if your Mazda Miata is parked there. And they long. do that with a with a high pressure <laughs> stream of hot water, and they just blast the rat bodies blast into the it. sewer. That's why it smells so good. Yeah, guy on the back hopping up and down and <laughs> pumping the water. <laughs> okay, so this, but he, here's what I don't understand: is what is the what is the incentive for the person? It takes two to tango, right? So the mm -hmm. the trading spaces, the trading parking spaces app. So they say at the end, hey, get your friends on. It'll make it easier for you to get a parking space. And I'm just wondering, how is that true? Because the parking spaces are limited by the number of spaces that there are. And so, this app does not purport to influence that in any way. Is it for people who pay for parking spaces and are going out of town? Is that the, is this the use case here? Like you're, or you're going, you're, you want to drive to... I don't know. Well, it's, it says enabling users to trade and share parking spaces in neighborhoods where finding a parking spot seems impossible. So subscribers connect with each other and share parking spaces by inviting friends. So 
you get on the app, you click, I'm looking for a parking space or I am trading a parking space. And what I'm kind of curious about is why would you ever click, I am trading a parking space when you got in your car? If I'm getting in my car, I will just drive away. Right? What am I? <laughs> I guess. What or is, or maybe I mean, you're, you're heading out of town. Oh, damn. There's a beta launch date, October 19th, 2020. You want to get in on it? I'm trying to get in on the ground floor. Um. Well, you better reserve your spot. I don't. I don't understand what the. I don't. I don't get this at all. I can imagine a neighborhood where it's like, oh, we have a an apartment or whatever, and there's not. Uh, no parking spot comes with the space. Okay, that makes sense. And what you do is there's neighborhood parking. And you just have to hope that when you get off work, you come back home and a spot is there. If not, you're going to have to park a couple streets over. Okay, that scenario is in my head. I've imagined it, and I understand it. Now, if you wake up in the morning and go to get in your car, (laughs) are you opening up the app and saying, I am trading a parking space and then waiting for someone to come take your space, or are you just going to work? Set a time for vacating space. This option gives the user the opportunity to give time frames that they are vacating a parking space. So while you're while you're at work you can rent out a parking space you have or something. But that doesn't guarantee you one when you get back, right? You give up your spot to somebody and they're like, oh hey, thanks for giving me your spot. I appreciate it. And then you come well, yeah, back they, and like, they're bound, oh, all those they're spots bound are... by the terms of the app. If they're going over their time, that's not fair. <laughs> oh are, is it a timer? Yeah, you set the time for vacating a space, but but, but you can't set so, a time for someone else to vacate now the hold, space, yeah, can you? Now hold on. <laughs> you can set your own timer. It I think it's dependent on what type of space. You you're in this scenario, I think you're supposed to own the space. It's not a public space, right? Well, if you own the space, why would you let someone else park there? Cuz you're not using it at that time and you want to make some money cuz we all live in like a gig economy and everything sucks and everybody's trying to commodify everything okay so i believe what you're saying but does it say anywhere that you can make money for sharing your parking space hmm now that's a good question huh i think that's just something you brought to the table as someone who's always thinking about money uh which you know <laughs> um i don't think it says that Wow. So it's just. It's just sharing. and tr- It's sharing. That's wow, what it is. It's that to be, sucks. And th- You're not even making money off of it. I'm all for sharing stuff. I'm just saying I can't imagine being in a situation where parking is so precarious that you feel pressed to get an app to locate one and then giving up your space voluntarily for nothing in return whenever yeah. you have one. Yeah. You, you're going to. That seems. You're going to want to make money off of it. All these people, you know. I, I just don't, yeah, I'm not sure I understand it. And if you don't own the spot, then you can't make money off of it, obviously. What's that website that's like, uh, what's it called? Hip hip Camp, where you, uh, if you have like a field or something, you can like rent it out to people for like camping. I've never heard of that. Wow. Yeah. I mean, But was, sure. Yeah, of course. Um, well, for 50 bucks, you get a two-year subscription that says... Access to private launch Facebook group, a two-year subscription, your name listed as a founding member on our website. So they're they're pegging this at, you know, like whatever, five, four or five bucks a month. And I don't really, I guess I can't understand what the, 
benefit of any of it is. And if there are people who live in a place that are like, yeah, you know, this would be great for me. I need, uh, I need park, you know, I'm willing to hear you out. I understand. I park, I park, mm. uh, inside my garage and I know that not everybody does that. So I get it. I just garage, don't, uh, I'm not, I, I don't, I just, I'm not sure I understand what they're trying to do here. So I would love, you know what? I would love to learn and my ears are open and I am listening. So, uh, $21 pledge to $5,000, two backers, 48 days to go trading parking spaces. Yeah. I think I'll stick with the movie trading spaces, the movie <laughs> trading spaces. Like to trade him out with some, trade him out with somebody else who didn't do all those crimes. Yep, yep. Uh, I'll just go ahead and say I would too. Me too. The little prick. Um, no, JF. I'm not still commenting on that guy. I'm talking about our next campaign, which is called the Whish. Little Prick Book. Um, go ahead and hit that video. I will absolutely hit the Little Prick video. Wasn't ready. Just a matter he wasn't of time. ready. He wasn't ready. Here we go. And now it's ready. Oh, bonjour, hello, my name is Jojo, and I am from California, but I did study beginning French four years in a row, huh? <laughs> The reason we are here today together is I am starting a Kickstarter campaign, and I would like you to be a part of it, huh? I want to translate my book from the French, Le Petit Coq into English the little prick eh? <laughs> and there he is oh the little prick and he's on his lonely planet COVID-19 and uh, where are all the people they're gone how oh, they die and uh, oh uh, he needs a friend because all the people gone and he find a friend the Fox News eh? and they play golf together and they talk about ideas and beliefs and I mean, yeah. You know? Well, look, I, we can say your French is better than his French. I was going to say that. Not even a great French, like, parody impression. To do. That's not yeah. even that great. No. And I, um, and I would do do mine right now, but I don't feel like it. It's not that I Well, forgot. you just had that big glass of milk. <laughs> So this is this is interesting. This is a this is an adult children's book. That's interesting. Yeah, that's a one of those classic type of. Uh... Hey, what the fuck is going on with everyone? Where you do this? Where you make the adult children's book? What are you doing? Boredom. Can you just do? Can you just do a regular book? Don't hey, do the hey, coloring hey, book. Hey, you fucking work in a soup kitchen or something instead of doing this shit. Adult. Oh, look, it's got the little, it's a drawing like a baby did it. Did you get your baby to do it? No, I did that. I'm grown up and I did that. Oh. <laughs> okay. The Little Prick is a tribute to and parody of a wonderful French book, but it's also a standalone humorous art book, a children's book for adults. This book pokes fun at someone who does not want to be laughed at. So, back to the question. Why this book? Well, well, JF, we all need humor. Uh, the best of the human spirit and we all need to know that nothing is permanent wow that's some really cra- inspiring some, thank some you some crap huh on here yeah man it's some stinky poop that I'm not into very much <laughs> um, I mean is this another coffee table book people are yeah. like oh yeah 
it's like, oh, he's like, I don't like that guy either. That's kind of cool. Do, do you want to read it? No. No. Do you have any drugs? Why, is your TV broken? <laughs> yeah. Very strange. Um, And I, I didn't know we were doing parodies of books. Is that allowed? I didn't allowed? know we were doing that. Is that allowed, that Vine? Remember that? Is, uh-uh. this, is this allowed? You know, Which one is it? that? Jesus no. Christ. I remember. I remember. A, it was, wow. <laughs> that was a good one. We're just doing Vine stuff now. Why not? It worked for uh, F- FML, which we did last week, right? Oh, yeah. That was a lot of fun. Awesome uh, sell, dude. <laughs> this is by Josiah Paul Hemus. Uh, he's the creator of the Buzz Magazine comic strip, The Wise Brothers. Uh, you may have heard of him. And he's also the writer, director of the award-winning films Pause and Vision. And... He's the star of the hit film, Super Power Lister. Well, this guy's done it all. Well. Wonderful. That explains why he was so good at drawing the fox and the little guy and saying, oh, he's not good. Um, Because he has all that experience behind him of whatever it was that you said. So that's really cool. That's really cool. Um, And he's made the money as well. So we will get to see the book. Maybe maybe we'll get this. Maybe we'll get it and read it. Yeah. Have a lot of fun. Or at least look at it and not have any fun. Uh, 9,600 of 4,600. I'll yeah. read a page, toss it back to you, you read a page. We'll both be laughing. Right. On a little I mean, so, hey, little socially blanket. distanced. Yeah. Socially distanced blanket. Okay, big blanket. Huge you know. fucking blanket. <laughs> yeah, too big of a blanket. Um, all right. Well, that was the little prick book mike and that was the six pack so why don't we read an email and wrap up the show you're gonna want to contact ks you're gonna want to talk to mike and jf you're gonna want to call 802-359-KISS send them something at their mailing address 544 west main street 209 galatin tennessee 37066 they got a gmail it's the name of the ship twitter's at your kickstarter and that's it you're gonna wanna contact YKS. You're gonna wanna let them know you exist. Leave a little message for Mike and JF. YKS pod on Instagram for grill pics. Our friend Howell Dottie, we love him, don't we, folks? What a guy. What a guy. Let's read the email, Mike. It comes to us from Ted. Oh, you mean the wisecracking teddy bear from Boston? Hey, everybody. From the twisted mind of Seth MacFarlane. Hey, it's me, Ted. Hey, it's me, Ted. Hey, you got any crackers? You got any crackers? Uh, I'm his friend, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, I don't know if we have any freaking crackers, Ted. We may have to go to the store to get some crackers. You know what I mean? I'm jacking off. I hope we don't see any uh, people there from a different country. I've got my uh, handful of rocks I might be taking, and you know, you never know what happens on the way there. I'm, ja- I'm jacking off and coming. That's, well, he smokes a bong, movie. too, which I, I wish we had time to get to him smoking the bong, um, and it was one of the best scenes in the movie, because it's like, how's he breathing? A but, teddy bear smoking a bong. It's not something you see every day. Well, I guess you would if you watched Ted every day. <laughs> 
Ted says, my, my roommate and my partner have recently independently discovered that I'm very easy to frighten. Each of them have now taken to hiding behind something. Jumping out and making me yelp about once a week. My quarter teen life is, oh, I said quarter teen. Behind every door, a fright may lurk. As a horror movie expert, does Mike have any tips to help me be less cowardly? And can Jesse help somehow? Hmm. Um, well, uh, my first thing is I want to say uh, you yelp once a week. Uh, well, uh, I used to do that as well, except for the... Because of the pandemic, I haven't been able to yelp nearly as often. I can't remember the last time I yelped. I think the last time was I found, you know, a nice restaurant to go to that uh, a bunch of people berated with reviews because they said that uh, their brunch uh, party of 18 wasn't served promptly enough, um, <laughs> which was crucial information for me to have, so I'm glad. <laughs> I sneezed and um, the, they didn't, nobody said bless you to me. Yeah. I put the $5 on the table like I always do, okay? <laughs> and then I forgot all of them there. I forgot to take them with me. And no one ran after me. Um, my second thing, Ted, is it says here your roommate and your partner have both independently discovered it. And what I would suggest is a little bit of, you know, organization in your life. Um, is there a reason that your roommate and your partner are not the same person? Maybe simplify, right? And say, you know... I'm, I'm already living with them. I might as well. You understand what I'm saying? Just why do you, why do you, do you clear out your phone book, right? What is this? I'm just saying nowadays. Are you saying we only have so should... many numbers in our phone? I don't get what you're saying. I'm saying move it, move in with your partner or, or kick your, get together out. with your roommate. Yeah. Or kick, your, kick your partner and your roommate out and live by yourself. Is that your advice to become less scared is to be by yourself? I mean, wouldn't that be, isn't that really truthfully, Mike, when you get right down to it? Isn't that the scariest thing of all? Well, I think the trick is just uh, death is inevitable. It's coming for our, us all, and there's really nothing you can do about it. So I think just accepting it um, yeah, is basically all you can do. But still, if there's like a ghoulie or something, that may be kind of creepy for a minute, you know. Hopping his little cute little head out of the toilet. Yeah. I just mean, it's one thing to be like, oh, you know, death comes for us all and I'll see you on the other side. But then you see like a werewolf and it's like, no, this isn't really what I meant. Yeah, getting sliced up would suck, dude. Okay, that would suck. I'll give you that. <laughs> and that's what I think he's saying is he's like, I think that I'm going to be sliced, sliced up, up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that so how suck. do you protect against, I guess, chain mail? Chain mail. You're going to have to get your fucking, you're going to have to get a, like a suit of armor and wear it around the house. Okay. That's kind of cool. And if you live in a place that's creepy, chances are there's already a suit of armor there because you go around the corner and you go, ah. Or I guess, you know, or I like guess a, marry your roommate like fucking Jesse said two seconds ago. Whatever the fuck that that's was good all about. That's good advice. What the hell? The thing about the phone book, shrinking the phone book, I thought was good. The goddamn contacts app. Nobody even uses a phone book. Oh, Can't remember apps the last don't take time up I... space. That's good to know. Wow. Don't quit your day job. Hey guys, I'm uh, I'm calling from Lake Travis. I'm a hundred feet under the water. Um, it's you got. I can't. Oh, dang it. 